Hello. G'day, who's this? Uh, this is Ben speaking. G'day, Ben. My name's Josh. I'm here with my brother, Sam, and we're doing a podcast at the moment, and we ask a question at the start of each episode. Now, the question for this week is, if you had your time again, what would you study at school? What subject? If I had my time again, I'd study, I'd do some science. I hated science. I, uh... Hated it and dropped it. But then when I looked at going to university, the course that I was looking at, they said you need a fair bit of science. Would you do chemistry, biology, physics? I'd probably do chemistry. I was looking at dietetics and there's a lot of chemistry in it. Yeah, I hated science. Couldn't be bothered dealing with it. It was too hard to kind of put in the effort, but I'm sure if I studied a bit harder, it would have been easy. Ben, if one day you want to get that dietetic certificate, you go ahead and study that chemistry, my friend, okay? It's never too late. Thank you very much. I'll take that on board. Definitely a lot of people are taking that approach after COVID, so maybe I'll head back to school. We're proud of you, Thank you very much, Ben. Thanks for your time today. No worries. Thanks, boys. Sam, Bromley Lynch is like the morning paper. It's got your personal column, it's got your news, and it's got your quiz, Josh. This This is Bromley Lynch. Sam, I wanted to ask that question to the person we called this week because on the weekend I went to Moulin Rouge. Now, Moulin Rouge is a musical, but it, like I was thinking if I could go back and do a subject at school, I would have loved to have done drama because of the dancing. The Well, I think I'm a, an, a theatrical person by nature and I think I just got pigeonholed. I just thought I'm going to go with what is sort of cool. Like I'm just going to go with the – I think I went – Legal studies, full well knowing I was never going to be a lawyer. I was going with international politics, never going to be a diplomat. I went with PE, health, oh, not, not even health, I went with business management and I went with English. So no maths, no science for me. I didn't, didn't enjoy those. Josh, and we've been told, both of us, as, as, a, as a couple, that we should have pursued some, some drama because we do like performing, don't we? Like, let's be honest, we like the attention on us. <laughs> yeah. it's, we're not going to be ashamed about that. No. We're unashamedly admitting that we like the attention on us. We love to sing. We love to dance. Spotlight, not afraid of it. No, and that's it. But I would suggest to anyone, if you are a young person listening, I would love you to actually just go with the subject that you want to go with and yeah. don't just follow the masses because that's not cool. No. No, it's like go with the one that you want to go with, the one that you're passionate about because you're going to get the best out of yourself. Go to the one that you actually want to walk to that class to. Yeah. You're not, you're yeah. not sort of slouching, dragging your feet. You're walking proudly to that classroom. Yeah. That's that's the subject you, you want to go to. Absolutely. And it got me like, Sam, I was thinking Moulin Rouge, going to a musical, If for, for people that have never gone to a musical before, that make you feel – so much better than how you walked in. I'm yet to walk out of a musical feeling worse about myself, I reckon. Spine tingling. When they all – the first time the whole chorus gets together in, in voice yeah. is, is, a, is a remarkable feeling as, as, as a viewer. Now, Sam, we've never been in a musical. One day I think it would be awesome to actually go into it try and be in a musical. Like I would think Lame Is would be my, my go-to. No, Josh, I think something a bit more theatrical. You reckon? Yeah, it's a bit dark. And gloomy. It's a great show, yeah, but true. I think something colourful like Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat yeah. or something like that along those lines. See, Phantom of the Opera. See, so I've got my mind and memory going back to our little brother Tommy, yeah, who has been in a musical before. Now he was one of he was in Pippin. 
Yes, he was. Now, the only way – so Pippin was done through our uh, school. It was a school production in about 2010 and Tommy was a youngster. He had that fluffy blonde hair. He was quite cute. Don't know what's happened since but yeah. he was a cute boy, okay, and he was – It was year f- He yeah. would have been year four. And, and the, the, obviously the drama teacher or whoever was running that place thought, oh, this, this kid could, could do something yeah. here. So he got the role without auditioning of the young Pippin or whoever it was, and he had to sing and by himself on the stage. And the only way that he did it was if he got – he bargained with mum to get Maccas after every single night of the production. <laughs> that was the only way he could do it. He said, I'll do it only if I get the cheeseburger afterwards. Yeah. And he did it. What a way to bargain. <laughs> That's, well, that was a great tool as a kid. Like, oh, or your parents would use. Yeah. Like, if you do this, we'll go to Macca's on the way home. Macca's was if a- you do this, Kentucky. Yeah. You know, if if you do that, we'll get pizza. Yeah. It was food. It was fast food. It was junk food, mate. It was, it was all junk food. That's what that was. That that was the bargaining power. Power. Uh, Josh, moving house. Sad days for for us. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're moving apart from each other and it is a beautiful thing though because I'm moving in with my uh, partner Clara and we're going to a nice little rental now. How are you feeling about it? I'm feeling great. I can't wait. Josh, I think it's time yeah, for us yeah. to, to split yeah, and true. to go our separate ways, get a bit over you at times <laughs> and it happens, it happens. I've been thinking about <sighs> it's a three-bedroom house that we're moving into and I, I basically get there's a spare room. So Clara has allowed me... To a recliner, not in the lounge room. A recliner, and not not in the lounge room, but in like the spare room where the office sort of will be. Is this Nan's old recliner? Josh, Josh, come with me on this. (laughs) So I've been thinking, and Josh, it took me some bargaining to convince Clara that I would be allowing a recliner in the house. Let the man recline. Let let him. I've been dreaming of sitting back, watching whatever I'm watching on the television, (laughs) reclining back on a Friday afternoon. And just enjoying myself. So, Josh, it's taken me some some um, good negotiating skills with Clara <laughs> to uh, let me have this recliner. Yeah. And Nan, who's passed away, has yeah. had left us a bunch of furniture. Unfortunately, I got Tommy, speaking of Tommy, to, to go past our parents' house in Ballarat and send me a video of all the furniture that's been left there that from our, our Nans and old furniture from our parents. Sam, you could have asked Josh, me. Josh, 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 Josh. Come with, just let me talk. Sorry, mate, sorry. He got there and he said, Sam, there's, there's nothing here. There's nothing left. There's, there's no couches. There's no furniture. And I thought, what's, what's happened, Tommy? Where's, <laughs> where's the recliner? <laughs> I just want the recliner. <laughs> I then get on the phone to mum and I'll say, mum, where's all the furniture? I, I, I need this for, I want to recline. Your brother's been selling it on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> she said, Josh has been selling it on Facebook Marketplace. The furniture that was left for us by our, our dead man, for us, for our use, is now sitting, the recliner's sitting in some random's house. And I want to know, I want to know, how much are you making out of this, this furniture? So how, is it a 50-50 split with mum and dad? Is it a 70-30 split? What is it? Sam, I'm selling that recliner and I'm getting 100% of the profits. <laughs> Nan said that I could sell it. Okay, I was her favourite. Okay, I could sell it and I will keep the profits. Now, Josh, I don't see you doing the – do you know how annoying Facebook Marketplace is to write the descriptions and everything? No, Josh, see, now this got me thinking because recently I know you've been trying to sell the the family caravan. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the, been a battle. So, Josh, the family caravan. I've got the Facebook Marketplace <laughs> ad here. Now, 1977 Viscount <laughs> yeah. Caravan. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Josh, to us, priceless because yeah. of all the memories we've had in summer, uh, summer. I go on to the ad and I look it up. It's gone down from $17,000 to $9,000. You've taken eight grand off it in one hit. 21 foot by eight foot gas cooktop works. Upholstery on couches was redone seven years ago. <laughs> Fridge and caravan needs repairing, but you can still use a storage place if needed. Good to know. Tiny bit of wear and tear. Is full of fun and spacious for big family. <laughs> Includes bunks, mattresses, crockery, gazebo, TV aerial. Josh, you've taken seven, so you've taken eight grand off the original sale price. See, What's happened? I see. I wasn't too sure about what the going rate for a Viscount is, and to be honest, Sam, someone wanted it. Okay, and so we took them for a look at the at the caravan, <laughs> and I'd forgotten we hadn't used it for a couple of years. And my God, was it a shit show in there? <laughs> it was no good at all. Okay, so so then, someone's driven see, out. Someone's driven forty minutes from Geelong to Port Arlington where it's stored, right? And they've come, and from the start, I was not sell. Like I was like I was with a mate, Harry Murphy. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't sell them this. I just don't think I can. Like not for this amount of money. I really can't. And then they had a look in it. Sam, within. Five seconds, I knew these people aren't buying this caravan. And then the lovely Maltese lady who runs the storage business said to the people, while I'm trying to sell my caravan, said, there are better ones up there. There are better ones up there. <laughs> so she's selling someone else's caravan while I'm trying to sell my caravan. So that didn't work for me. So gun shy. Oh, Sam, very gun shy. And look, I've taken the price down because I probably know what the going rate is at the moment. Look, if you are in the in the market for a Viscount, about 1972, it's a beautiful caravan filled with full, uh, full of beautiful memories but you might just have to fit a little fiddle with it a little bit Josh how have you felt about the Facebook marketplace how what the the correspondence with as a vendor what's oh, it like see I don't like writing long messages and Facebook marketplace is all about writing long messages I, I feel like they're asking so many explicit details and you've got to give them explicit answers in the to reply. But look, I've sold a few things. You'd be pleased to know, Sam, that there is a recliner out the very back of the house. So you need to go on Facebook Marketplace and you need to put in an offer, my friend, because that (laughs) is my recliner. I will not be purchasing a recliner (laughs) off you, my friend. Not a chance in hell. Not a chance in hell. But no, the Facebook Marketplace, it's an interesting interesting little little go. I would say it is also a bit of a black hole for for time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Time consumption. Yeah. uh, Spend a lot of time flicking through the Facebook Marketplace. And you realise how much shit people want oh yeah like there is another like that saying another man's uh trash is another man's treasure that is basically it could be just called that it would be interesting to know if people are like professional flippers like they buy things that are really or they see as cheap they flip them for way more they just spend all their time on this facebook marketplace i'm telling you this is as good as advert as you can get if you want to flip this viscount caravan if you want to work like buy it you could sell it for a fair bit of cash. Really? I'm not joking. Can you even tow it? I don't know how towable it is. <laughs> we haven't got that far yet. <laughs> uh, buy it, but you've got to live within 100 Sam, metres. buy beware. Yeah, buy, okay, beware. buy beware. So, Josh, we're back to the best of. Mm. Things that come to our mind when we think, say, best of 2000s punk music or um, best of tall person in the 2000s, whatever it might be, okay? It's a really shit ex- explanation. <laughs> 
but it's just a best of. Yeah. All right. It's pretty self-explanatory. Subjective. Yeah, subjective. So come with us on this. And it's up listeners. to us. And while you're at home listening or in your car or whatever it might be, have a think about your best ofs in this category, which so, is Sam. So 2000s to 2020s, just like cult figure. Sports people. Sports people. Yeah. Yeah, sports people. Cult figure, sports, sports people. Pe- okay, so, so a public figure, okay, according to Urban Dictionary, a cult figure, someone who is loved by a relatively small group, not necessarily successful. I've taken the not necessarily successful out there because I still think you can be a bit of a cult 100%. even when you're successful. Yeah. Which makes your cultiness even better. Yeah. So, Josh, I've gone back to the 2000 Olympics for oh. some of these, okay? Yeah. I know it's a fair way back, yeah. so I'm, I'm going to try and give you as good an explanation of these people as I possibly can. And what I love about sports people is hearing about their diets. Yeah. So one of the most memorable silver medals from the 2000 Olympics was Jumping Jai Tarima, okay? Jumping Jai Tarima was an Australian cult hero overnight. Okay, he was a, a long jumper and he came second at the Sydney Olympics. He had very long hair. He had like the speed dealer sunglasses on and was a strict diet of a pack of ciggies a day. <laughs> okay, so there's nothing more that we love with a professional sportsman than a professional sportsman that's ha- that smokes and eats crap. We love that. That is so true because they, they can resonate with so much of the population. Another thing that brings about cultiness is the gimmicks that come after. Oh, yeah a set event. So the Victorian Racing Club saw it fit to honour Jumping Jai with him to parachute into the Flemington race course <laughs> during pre-race entertainment in the 2000 Melbourne Cup Spring Carnival, which is what you want in a cult. That is that is as cult figure as you can get. Yeah. And I remember the, the Sunnies. I remember who is this guy jumping across the screen? Jumping Jai Tarima. Sam, I've gone with an AFL player. So, and it's a bit a bit of a different one. Lewis Roberts Thompson. Yep. Okay. From the Sydney Swans. Now he played in the 05 and the 2012 flag. And do you know what? He was a star in both of those games. He was. To the point. And he sort of just like, his cultiness was like, he was big, bit dorky. He didn't look as orthodox as a lot of other players. And do you know what? He played 40 games of AFL in total before he got drafted. Like he obviously had a little bit of ability, but then he had like, he looked like rough. He looked like he just got out of the surf and Sam, he was just a, he kicked a couple of goals, played on some big players and everyone I know when I was watching that 2012 granny was the only, you know, letters of the alphabet that were spoken was LRT. 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 That's all was spoken. If you get an abbreviation, you're a cult. Yeah. If you get an abbreviation, you're a cult. Josh. One that I, that sprung to mind was Tatiana Grigorieva. Mm. Now, for those that don't know, Tatiana was a originally a Russian athlete who yep. then became an Australian athlete and competed in the pole vault in the 2000 Olympics uh, and won a silver medal. Okay, she was sort of like an overnight sensation as well because she was this very beautiful looking oh, yeah, uh, pole vaulter who came second for Australia. Little known fact, Jumping Jai Tarima and the Tatiana Grigorieva silver medals came on the exact same night as Kathy Freeman's 400 metres. What a night for the Australian athletes. It is a night of beauty for an Australian athletic fan or just an Australian sporting fan in general. So, Josh, she was a very good pole vaulter, obviously coming second in the Olympic Games. And, Josh, what do all cults do? Go on. When they finish their career, 
They go on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, they do. And this is what Tatiana did yeah. and was and, and came quite well in the Dancing with the Stars as well. I think I've well. seen her since then. Uh, Josh, she's, um, I, I did read she's helping young athletes uh, trying to fulfil their potential. Beautiful. And become cult figures. Cult do you reckon f- she's doing some sort of cult figure training? Uh, potentially. Potentially. Sam, I've gone with Brad Hogg, the left arm wrist spinner from Perth Scorchers fame, played for Australia in the shadow of Warney for a long time, who is probably – the ultimate cult figure yep. with the, because he was successful and everything. But, Sam, Brad Hogg was once, well, when he finished school, was a local football umpire, okay? He was just <laughs> thinking, he was thinking cricket's not going to be enough. He was starting to take up local football umpiring. Didn't last long. Sam, he allegedly called Anil Kumble and MS Dhoni bastards when he played. <laughs> so he came in for like one or two games, test cricket. He's thinking... Might not be making an impact with my bowling. What else am I going to do? Mouth. I'm going to lip off probably two of the most prestigious cricketers of all time. And then, Sam, this is cult figure. So he went into the wilderness a little bit. Okay, I don't know where spin bowlers go when they go into the wilderness. Where do they go? Absolutely no idea. Exactly right. They go to so, the- Sam, he returned to the international team of 2020 at the age of 43. And you know what he did the whole time? He did it with a smile on his face. And he did the few little dances as well. So he is a cult figure for mine. He is a cult figure. It seemed like sometimes he thought, how did I get that wicket? Yeah. You know, he would get a wicket and be like, I don't know how I got that. That's why his celebration and was. because he was like surprised. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh, I've got another athlete here, a, a field athlete. And there's something about pole vaulters, yeah. I think. It should be called either pole cult. Yeah. Or cult vault, <laughs> I'm thinking, because it's a very interesting sport because you've got this massive long pole and you're clapping at the start, psyching yourself up to jam it into the ground and jump as high as you can and vault over a bar. That's incredible. And no person in Australian history did it better than this man, and that was Steve Hooker. Now, Steve Hooker, one, because he's a pole vaulter, yeah. it's a very culty sort of sport. Two, the hair. Yeah. The big, luscious locks yeah. of red hair. Yeah. And there's another thing about pole vaulting, the celebrations. Yeah. Like when they're, they're mid-air and they're putting their, their, <laughs> their, their fists in the air and then they jump up in, onto, onto – they look back on the mats and they're jumping on the mats. Yeah. Then uh, Steve Hooker obviously won the gold in Beijing. And as, when he won, his coach ran on, on – how yeah. Australian is this? Onto the track yeah. with the bare feet yeah. and gave him a massive hug and then jumped back into the stands. That increases the cult figureness. Josh, and what did Steve Hooker do after he retired? Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars. That is correct. Dancing with and the Stars. And it did a rendition of old-time rock and roll with his underwear. On Go and watch TV. it. It's – Quite unbelievable. That is brilliant. Quite unbelievable. That is brilliant. That is cult figure. So, Sam, I've gone with, you know how you said at the start about it's not really praising their success because there's a lack of. This person is so successful on the court. But I think that she is the biggest cult figure we've got at the moment, and that's Ash Barty. I I honestly believe that she is a cult figure. I think she's more admired for her outside of the court stuff than the on-court stuff. Yes, she's unbelievable, one grand slammed everything like that. But Sam, sculling a beer while watching the Richmond Tigers at the Gabba, playing a leg glance with a tennis racket in warm-ups, okay, and just her down-to-earth nature. Beer after the on, onset of the Channel 9 broadcast. Sam, beers with, was it Todd Woodbridge and yep. co and Casey Delacqua. Like, she's just a legend. I think she will become one of the biggest cult figures in Australian sport. Guys, send us through some of your cult figures of the last 20 years because we, we would love to discuss them with you. 
Going on to some news now. So something has come across my desk. Remember the movie Wolf of Wall Street? Who? Yeah. So Leonardo DiCaprio fame, uh, obviously big in, in um, what was he? Um, share, share market. Okay. Yeah. Stocks. Stocks. What are they? Blue stocks. Blue stocks. Yeah. So Conrad Bitcher, okay, he's 30 years old living in New York and he's been called the wolf of Airbnb. Okay, he allegedly is running an illegal Airbnb operation in Manhattan while skipping out on hundreds of thousands of dollars of rent. So what he does is he rents these places out, these apartments, and then he sublets them out. Okay, so and to some degree, he's doing it for like hours at a time. So minimum three hours to people that are doing music videos for about one hundred and sixty dollars Australian per hour. So what he's doing is. Renting the apartment out short term because in New York, you can't do a short term stay fewer than 30 days. Okay. So it's got to be longer. And then what he does is he fails to pay the rent full well knowing the backlog of evictions in New York at the time. So he just doesn't pay the rent and makes all this money and profits all this money. Is there any total of money or estimation? So the lawsuit is seeking more than $1.5 million. And it gets a bit, bit hairier because on Instagram, he flaunts going on private jets, all these luxuries, accommodations around the world, yachts, everything like that, flaunting it while he's just renting out these apartments for other people. Renting out someone else's yep. rented apartment. Yeah. Right here. Yeah, for lots and lots and lots and lots of money. Inter- interesting business business scheming right there, Josh. Well, apparently he hasn't been in the apartment building since he signed the agreement two and a half years ago. It's just always new people coming through the door. Interesting one for the doorman. It is. Josh, I've got a a story about a product recall. Mm -hmm. So a single lot of great value buttermilk pancake and waffle mix is being recalled after fragments of a cable used in the processing line was found in some of the products. The US Food and Drug Administration said in a notice. So recalling all this product that was made around that date with scares that there's going to be fragments of cable left in them. And it got me thinking about some of the, I suppose, product recalls we've we've faced here in Australia. And I think one of the biggest ones was the needles in the strawberries. Remember that? It was like, obviously, buy beware, but it was eat strawberry at your own risk because people, like there was some really bad injuries that did occur with these strawberries. So in a food safety crisis beginning in September 2018, numerous punnets of strawberries grown in Queensland and Western Australia, so they're obviously working on both sides of the country here. It was like a mafia of strawberry <laughs> needle <Needles. laughs> inserters uh, were found to be contaminated with needles. Queensland police reported that by November not 2018, there had been 186 reports of these needles in the punnets of strawberries. And this was a really sad thing because all these um, strawberries went un. One uneaten. uneaten. Couldn't even turn them into jam. Yeah, and they are delicious. They are delicious. Do you know what, though, Sam? In all honesty, that didn't affect me at that time. I didn't buy punnets of strawberries back then. It's only now that I buy punnets of strawberries. But there is nothing better than going into the fridge after a long day and, like, getting a strawberry out and just having a little bit of of a hit of strawberryness. As long as they don't have needles, then play on. And then I was thinking about, you know, something so beautiful or whatever is so beautiful about eating a strawberry can be ruined by some lunatic putting needles in them. So ruining a great experience for someone. 
Another product recall that I can remember, uh, frozen vegetable listeria outbreak in 2018. Yes. Now, the fro- some products of frozen vegetables uh, brands had to get taken back and taken off supermarket shelves in Australia because they had a, a deadly bacteria which contained listeria. Yeah. Okay. So I do remember that. It actually killed six people, uh, which is not very nice. Takata airbags. Now, there's, airbags. there's common cases of cars manufacturers having to recall products and i still remember so these were faulty airbags that would pop out just at a random time this is the biggest recall in australian history that would scare the shit out of you. imagine how scary that would be (laughs) imagine how scary that would be because josh it seems like the only times you see airbags deploy is in movies and it looks frightening yeah it looks frightening i would almost (laughs) rather have the crash than the airbag deploy on my face so you know this i had a car accident just before christmas last year and someone just straight up the the bum of my car at a at a rate of knots my must say my airbag didn't go off but the bloke that hit me his airbag went off and he was in a daze like a genuine daze Yeah, like you said, the airbags going off, it's sort of like a scary proposition. It is a very scary – and, you know, Josh, not that we have to worry about it because the models of cars that were included in this product recall was including of a Jaguar, yep. a Mercedes, BMW and a Land Rover. So pretty much everything you see on Top Gear. Pretty much all those fancy cars, upper-class cars. So money can buy you a lot, yeah. but it can also buy you a car that has to get product recall. Sam, quick one before we head on to the quiz. I was walking out of school the other day, yeah. and I'm walking up to – I'm obviously in a car at the moment, Mitsubishi Magna, okay? 2004 model. It's not breaking any records <laughs> or anything like that. It's a nice car, a few cobwebs on it. No cruise control. No cruise control. I've got to wear the AirPods, everything like <laughs> that. Like AirPods and it's getting loud. Something's going on. The oil light's going on. But Sam, I'm walking out and I was already in a pretty good mood. But then this kid from school is walking out at the same time and he sees me putting my key. It doesn't have like a – I can't open it from a, far, from a distance. So I've got to open it with the keys. Standing next to the car, he's like – Oi, Bromley, nice whip. <laughs> Called you Bromley. <laughs> Call me Bromley because he's a big listener. Yeah. He loves it. But he, nice whip. And I, I could have like just gone into my shell, but I pointed to it and sort of give him a look like, yeah, I'm proud of this whip. Yeah. I'm proud of this car. So like, keep the compliments going about the Magna. Absolutely. Favourite time of the week. Yeah. Quiz time. Yeah. SD card is the curator of this, the cultivator and curator of this quiz. Now, there's been some questionable actions lately from the SD card. Sam Dalton, for those playing along at home that don't know who he is. Absence at times in in the last few weeks. Other things on. Priorities lie somewhere else at the moment. And I'll take one week. I'll I'll take one week. Yeah. I'll perhaps take two weeks. He comes, familiarises himself with us last week, which yep. is great. It's great to be in his presence. Yep. Then <laughs> he's he's gone this week again and he's he's gone with the safe – COVID uh, safe protocol. Yeah, COVID safe protocol. He's put himself in the isolation. He's put himself in the isolation. Now, Josh, if we were a footy club yep. or a sporting team of some sort, we would have a leadership group meeting about the behaviour of, we can have of said right Sam Dalton. The absence, the lack of – some would call it commitment yeah. that he's showing to the cause at the moment is of concern. Now yeah. I know that he can he can he can bounce back from yeah, this. He can. Uh, he can rally. Sam, he's starting to become somewhat of a solar eclipse. He is. It's rare when you see him, but it's beautiful. But you just want to see it again. 
And then you want to see it again and you want to see it again. But it's just not happening all that often. To the to the man's credit, the quiz is still getting produced at a high level yeah. at the moment. So we will we will give him props for that. Yeah. So I bet you he stitches us up with some sort of planet question, <laughs> but, but I'm ready for it. Sam, question one. St. Patrick's Day was on the 17th of March. What is it celebrating? Irish... Irish culture, Irish independence. Well, they're not independent yet. Yeah, let's, uh, some of it is, isn't it? North Ireland is not. Yeah. Ireland is. Maybe we'll go Irish independence. I feel like it would have been something celebrated many, or many Saint years Patrick's. before. So it's going to be about a saint, isn't it? Obviously. Just That's... say like Irish heritage. Let's say Irish heritage. Okay. St. Patrick's Day is the traditional death date of St. Patrick. Okay. Yeah. Definitely probably not. makes sense. <laughs> Foremost <laughs> patron saint of Ireland. Not not celebrating a, a culture. No. And Sam, this is a good one. St. Patrick's Day is celebrating more countries than any other national festival. Irish everywhere. And great people. When we went to America, met those Irish people, legends. Great. Question two, we're zero of one. South Australia held their state election on the weekend. What was the name of the winner? I've I've seen him. I've I've seen him a lot. I've and seen I him. I didn't pay attention to what his name was. I don't even want to guess. I, I even heard him in Michael? a pre- I, I heard him in a snippet of a press conference yeah. yesterday, and he re- referred to it as my government. Now, any politician that refers to it as my government is probably someone you don't want leading because, in the end, they're supposed to be representing the people, not my government. Oh, there we okay, go. Okay, so us. <laughs> we want some inclusion in the speak of politicians, if that's all right. Not me or I. We want we and us, if that's all right. We're all a team. So we're going on your ramble, but we still haven't found the answer. Uh, Peter Malakunas. On your Peter. Yeah. Question three. Sam, zero of two so far. On Monday, what did David Beckham do with his Instagram account? I know this. Do I'm glad you, know this? you do. I'm glad you do. Yeah. So, Sam, he shared his account with a Ukrainian doctor to publicize what is happening over there in Ukraine at the moment. So instead of just reaching, you know, a thousand people that that Ukrainian doctor might have, it's millions and millions of people on Instagram. That is when social media is used for the good. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of bad talk around social media, but at times it can be a beautiful vehicle for for great things. Hopefully this is right. And so David Beckham handed over his Instagram account to a doctor helping women give birth in eastern Ukraine. And I think it was seen by millions and millions of people across the world. One of three. Name the three team nicknames that are used both by teams in the AFL and NRL. That's a great question. Kang- no, no kangaroos. Bulldogs. Yep. Canterbury Bulldogs. Yep. With um, the Western Bulldogs. Magpies, no. Panthers. Bombers. Dragons. Bombers. Bombers. Nah. Titans. Bulldogs. Is there a Storm. Oh, Sharks. Storm. Brisbane Broncos. So share, yeah, the share the nicknames. Three. Three. So we've got Bulldogs. Think about New South Wales teams. Parramatta Eels. Eels. Canberra Raiders. Yeah. Cronulla Sharks. Cronulla Sharks. Penrith Panthers. Sydney Roosters. St. George Illawarra. Yeah. Are they Hawks? Are they Hawks? They're Hawks. No, that's that's an NBL team. Illawarra Hawks. Jesus Christ. I can't think. No, we're going to have to say just one. Queensland teams? Yeah, Brisbane. Brisbane Broncos, Queensland, North Queensland Cowboys. Gold Coast Titans. Gold Coast Titans. 
Bulldogs. Yeah, go next one. So the only one that I can think of there is the Bulldogs, the Canterbury Bulldogs and the Western Bulldogs. That's all I can think of as well. Yeah. Eagles, Tigers and oh, West Tigers. Manly Eagles. Manly West Eagles. Tigers. Yeah, we're idiots. How did we forget those teams? We just didn't say them. We are one of four, Sam. We need to get we need a wriggle on. We need. Who sang the song Strawberry Kisses at the 2000 Sydney Olympic opening ceremony? Layup. This is this a layup. This is a layup if yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah. See, I'm just going to go throw you the alley right now. Josh, you say the first name. Nikki Webster. Nikki Webster. Yeah. Okay. I'll be missing your strawberry kissing. Speaking of, you know, it's funny that he's come up with that question, isn't it? Because mm. we've talked about the 2000 Olympics in this mm. episode and we've talked about strawberries. Oh. So it's very weird how it's happened. That's strange. One, two of five. What is the name of Will Smith's character in the 90s TV sitcom The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? His name's Will. I think it's Will. Will. His name is Will. I forget his last name. Uh, uh, is it Will Smith? Yeah, is it Will Smith? I think it might be Will Smith. Is William Smith yes. in real life. He's Willard Smith. The father of one Will's girlfriend calls him Willard as a joke. Apparently, Will Smith owed money to the IRS and had to surrender 70% of his salary for the first three seasons to settle his debts from the music career. Think that he would have been all right afterwards. <laughs> I think he's going okay. think Will would have been fine. Three of six. So we're coming back. Come on. Which video gaming company was founded as a manufacturer of playing cards in 1889? So they've obviously become a gaming company, but it was first a manufacturer. 1885. 89. Long, long time ago. Uno. And they became a... Playing cards. Yeah, but which video company, video gaming company was founded as a manufacturer of playing cards? So it's a company that was manufacturing playing cards and then became a gaming company. Okay. It's a clarification. I'm going to go... Atari? Yeah, we'll go that. Atari. Nintendo. Oh. Oh, it's just right at us. Yeah. Nintendo was founded in 1889 as Nintendo Karuta by Craftsman, his name shall remain unsaid, and it wasn't until the 1970s that they created their first gaming console. Great console. Great console. I was looking up the other day how much they're worth. They're not as much as what you think. Nintendo 64, nostalgia. Good fun. Great fun. Question eight. So we are three of seven. How many zeros are in a trillion? So there's seven in... I reckon there's seven in a billion, eight in a trillion. Eight in a trillion. Yeah, I reckon Go with eight. eight. Eight zeros. What the fuck? 14? <laughs> 14 zeros. 14 zeros? Fuck. 14 out. zeros. Oh, that's because that was... Yeah. No. Yeah, we got that wrong. Yeah, we sucked at that one. So 100 million. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's, God, that's, can we do that again? Because we're going to come off as real idiots. <laughs> See, if we come off as real idiots, that's fine. I'll kill, I can nearly guarantee I'll never count to a trillion. Question nine, which road in Australia is considered the world's largest war memorial? The I'm going to go with the hometown of Ballarat. Ballarat and the Avenue of Honour and it joins with Sturt Street. Yeah. That's what I think it is. The Great Ocean Road. The Great Ocean Road was built to commemorate those who served in World War One. Approximately 3,000 workmen built the Great Ocean Road over a period of about 13 years. The road was actually carved out of the cliffs using pick and shovel and horse. That road, it's a great road. Re- uh, but imagine... P- 
picking and shoveling that road. Oh, tough work. Tough work. Bonus question. Here's another Here's, one. Here we go. Question Bonus 10. Question. So we are Bonus question. Josh, is it worth any more points? We hope so. We need it. How many people were in the crew of Apollo 11 mission? This is a trick question. I think it's three. Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. Neil Armstrong. And the bloke. And the guy that no yeah. one else remembers. Yeah. I think it was three. Podium finish. Three. Three. Neil Armstrong, Michael Collins, and Buzz Aldrin, an estimated 650 million people watched the image of Armstrong going onto the moon. Sam, that was not our best effort. Not at all. The, the trillion question got me stumped a little bit. Maybe, Josh, you know, when we're talking about at the start about subjects at school that we should have yeah. done, maybe I should have actually pursued a bit more maths because, yeah. Josh, it is funny. We were not the brightest kids in terms of our maths ability. No. So as, I, as soon as I could, I just didn't want to do maths. Yeah. So we did a subject called um, foundation maths. <laughs> yeah, that was great. In just to tick the box that we're doing maths in year 10. And we would legitimately, great teacher, by the way, Mark Warwick, we would like go over to the shopping center and see how many people are like in the food court and count them or like go out, the, go out the front and count what color cars are Counting in the front. Car, Especially when there was a bit of traffic. That was a tough. You know tough what day. I loved at school was doing the tallies. Doing the oh. on the if the teacher said, "Oh, um, who wants to who wants to come up and do the the tallies? Yeah, like the four and then the cross across across oh, the four. Yeah. Hands up straight away. Oh yeah, you couldn't find me up on the board quick <laughs> enough to do that. But if it was sign cos and tan, remember that the, the what were you doing then? You went up. Get out. Of it. <laughs> Get out. Can I go to the toilet, please? Can I go to the toilet? Get a drink. <laughs> feel a bit sick. It was toilet drink guys, time. Guys, guys, I got this thing. I think it's called like COVID or something <laughs> like that. That's what I think I've got. Sam, what are you? What's up for the weekend? Josh, it's our birthday on Friday. Yes, it uh, is. tomorrow. So just be having some fun. Uh, you know, twenty eight. There's not much you do. Nah. To be honest, nah. it's, it's not a 30th, it's not no. a 21st. No. Tick the box. Yeah, that's tick what we're the box. Do. Get up on the board, do. tick the box, tally off. We love it. I'm uh, hoping for some nice linen, some some like to sleep in. I think it's, it's important. You spend a third of your life there. It shows your age, yeah, doesn't it, does. it? When you're asking for linen off your parents for yeah. your birthday. No longer like a, like a, a PlayStation game. PlayStation or, game nah. or something like that. It's and, I'm, and I'm guessing that Jenny will be throwing in some jocks and some aftershave. As she does part and parcel. And Josh, it's always the Lynx. Yeah. You know, the Lynx deodorant with the Lynx body wash. No, I think she's she's got it. She's advanced a bit since the Lynx, hasn't she? Gone to the CK? Yeah, she's gone to the couple. Oh, beautiful. Josh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday.